Hey, everybody. It's the Seattle Restaurant Podcast Short Eats. And today we got a really awesome guest, one of my good friends, Heather Dalton. Heather, where are you from? What's up? I'm from Detroit, Michigan, originally. And and where do you work? I work at Spinasse, that little Capitol Hill gem, and yep. for the Tasting Collective. Um, so Heather, me and Heather met because when I was doing the Wu-Tang event, um, she actually just reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, I'm really into this idea. I'd love to work it. And um, she was just one of the many people that kind of did that. And, and I made so many great friends and for life. And and uh, you know, and, and now whenever I have an event, like I always try to hit her up first, um, as long as you know, along with the other people that work the event. Um, but yeah, I just I thought that was such a great hustle. Like um, I don't remember exactly what you said, but like um, I just admire that. I feel like when I was in the music industry, like I did a lot of that hustle of just like e- cold calling bands and like you know just trying to find emails, like look at a label and like try to figure out emails. Um, and and you just took the jump. And uh, what what uh yeah like well, I mean, I read about the event really early on, and I was like, <clears throat> I have to go to that event. Right, right. But then I was like, scratch that. I want to be involved with sure. this event. And so I just kind of put out into the universe, I need to meet someone that's involved with this event. And I hosted a tasting collective event at ARC and met Chef Demond. That's right. That's how it all And happened. I was yep. like, dude, who do I got to talk to? I need to be involved. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And, man, um, uh, we're, we're actually going to have Demond in, uh, in a couple of weeks, and he's doing something really excited. He's I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wait for the world to hear about. Um, but, Heather, so uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things, but I think the big thing we're going to talk about is... Sobriety, sobriety in the industry. Which, which um, yeah, which uh, and sobriety and just the the drug use and the alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind sharing, how long have you been sober? Uh, I hit my one year on February twenty third. Great, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Um, I forgot where I'm at. I think I'm at seven hundred something days. Uh, yesterday or two days ago, Amazing. We, had, we had Matthew Parker who was fourteen years. Dave Storm was like just celebrated ten years. So we are starting to see that. Just yeah. a lot yeah. of people. Um, and all these. I, I wish we raged back in the day. We didn't. But, I um, mean, that was a good time. Said I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, it just it's just so funny to see this. Why do you think this is happening now? You know, I don't know what has caused the movement but i will say i mean the restaurant industry is riddled with alcohol and drug abuse and so i think it's just to the point where um too many people have suffered too many people have lost their lives too many people's crafts have suffered and this is just where we're at why do you think the restaurant industry um is so easy to be able to get fucked up in all the time well i think number one you're surrounded by it um all day every day and number two you're working these crazy insane shifts and you know it's it's nothing to drink on the job or have a shift drink after work it's just part of the culture right what uh what what if you don't mind sharing was there something was there a, a breaking point for you a rock bottom or what 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 and was involved in the restaurant you're working at the time was yeah you know i am blessed to not have a rock bottom like a lot of other people that included you know jail time or getting in yeah. a car accident or anything like that but um you know i just started to recognize the toxic patterns and behaviors yeah. in my life and you know, when it came to dating, I had dated the same unemotionally yep. available guy that had drug and alcohol problems. Sure. Um, same thing. I struggled with friendships and things like that. And it just got to the point where I'm like, I mean, I'm going to be 43 on Sunday. Right. So it's like something's got to change. Yeah. 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 Um, what? Uh, so, like, you know, how easy was it for you to get sober but still be in the industry? You know what? Um, I'm really blessed. I, I will say my foot into being sober was at eight row, which is a restaurant in green Lake. They're kind of a sober hub. Yep. Um, and I did an event there one night for the tasting collective 
And I'm, I, I'm sorry, what, what is the Tasting Collective? So the Tasting Collective is the largest private dining club in the country, and I kind of oh, head cool. our Seattle division. Oh, nice. Uh, so essentially, I go around to all different kinds of Seattle restaurants. I get to network with cool front of the house chefs, things like that. Um, the chefs will do a five-course tasting menu for our members. They'll come out and talk throughout the night. So essentially, it's a really cool way to support local restaurants and, and dine with oh, your local that, community. That is so awesome. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, so go ahead. So Eight Row, you're doing a so pop-up I went, I went to Eight Row. Um, and I'm sorry, what do you what do you mean by they're a hub for uh, sobriety? So there's an organization called ben Fr- Ben's Friends. Okay. Um, it's tailored to industry folks, so whatever that means, front of the house to the back of the house. Um, and Ben was a gentleman who worked in a kitchen and struggled with drug and alcohol abuse and took his life. Okay. So two gentlemen, uh, Steve Palmer and Mickey Basks, started this organization. Now it's spreading all over the country. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So our Ben's Friends chapter is run out of Eight Row in Seattle. Got it. Um, at the time, I didn't know. At the time, I'm, you know, hosting this event, and Chef David and front of the house Kate Woman, they're two really cool people, and I was just expecting we're going to belly up at the bar yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of this yeah, event. Yeah. Like, let's kick yeah. it. Um, and then he mentioned in one of his speeches that something that keeps him going is being sober. Sure. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, well, that's way <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, we're at the nearest bar, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I had another guy in helping me with the event from Colorado, and at the end of the night, I remember we went out and got fucked up. Like He's like, do you know any good dive bars? I'm like, get in. (laughs) Took him right to the Cozy Nut, and we proceeded to get pretty pretty trashed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Cozy Nut. (laughs) I know, right? Who hasn't spent a couple nights there? Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. Yeah, like, um, you know, I come from the music industry and the restaurant industry, so that was just a double whammy for me it's just very forgivable to be fucked up during the day um mm-hmm. you know we, we had some friends from skillet and uh dave was talking about skillet fight club but um i, you know, I, remember, I remember uh like at 7 a.m when i worked for skillet like we'd crack a beer at 7 a.m and we just call it getting right with god you know and uh. and um let's continue so street food was just a really bad position for me um maybe it was maybe it's just more me like now that i think about because i was gonna say like almost every restaurant i worked at i could find a way to come in fucked up it's always about pushing those limits of like how many glasses can you have before you like can't do your job yeah um you know uh man you know even even with uh some street food i remember i've like you know we've we've left cash behind like we we made some really dumb decisions um you know for me uh, I, I, don't, I don't mind if you I, don't, I hope you don't mind me hijacking your uh, <laughs> interview but for me like my thing was just the hangovers um uh i was drinking so hardcore during uh the quarantine um you know freshly divorced um lost my business uh you know didn't know how to be a single father like all these things kind of added up um and uh, I was working at a place where it's just very easy to get drunk all day. Um, so, and it wasn't really their fault. Like I was drinking heavily before my shift, going to work and kind of playing it cool. Like, oh, I'm about to have my first drink, getting fucked up, then going to Olaf's and getting even more fucked up. And it's just a cycle. And then what would happen is I get my kids on Monday, so I, I I would just be com- like compounded drinking for 48 hours, and then the kids would come in Monday and and just like you know I couldn't be a father. I was just a piece of shit. Like okay, we're watching another movie because I'm hungover, um, and that was that was kind of my catalyst. But um, uh, but yeah, so um, so um, uh, what we were just kind of talking about like you know some embarrassing stories, and we're gonna cut out some of them. But um, but I we were you know I'll give you a second to think about another one, but um. I always, you know, the guilt, the guilt yeah. the next day. God damn it, that was the worst. And I remember one of them, um, this is really bad and this is appropriate because uh, we have Josh Henderson on coming in uh, in a week. But um, we were doing the skillet cookbook photo shoot. 
Oh God! Now that I'm like thinking about it, like I don't even want to share it anymore. But we're doing the skillet cookbook photo shoot is outside of the skillet diner in Capitol Hill, and so it wasn't a work day. Not that that was an excuse, but you know, so like we we get there early, we find a bar in Capitol Hill, we have like 15 drinks or whatever, like go do the photo shoot and then go, like, and then like I think there's a break, so we go drink more and come back. And I was oh God, this is so bad. Oh. <laughs> I was so hammered. Um, I thought is. Oh, I, I thought it was a great idea in my drunkenness to, to Zig Heil uh, in the photo. Oh, I thought it was so funny because it's a brown guy doing it. Um, and also don't even remember doing it. Um, so I think like a couple days later, I got an email from Josh. like, And it was, uh, it was just like, dude, not cool, man. Like There were 60 people in this photo. <laughs> And we can't use them because your drunk ass was the kind of. And um, I remember like that was like a, a rock bottom for me. Um, I kept on going, but uh, and I, I got myself a little bit deeper. But um, do, you, do you have anything like that where you just like woke up the next day and? Well, you're just I like, mean, you Fuck. guys talked about you know the '90s restaurants yesterday. I, yeah. I, I repped the Olive Garden back in you, the day. Oh shit! I did. I did endless pasta and breadsticks right here yep, all day every yep. day. Um, and that was at the height of my drinking, you yeah. know. And so we were you drinking at work. Yeah, we were okay. drinking at work. We were drinking after work. We would go out and just get hammered, and so my what, what was your role there? I was a waitress. Your waitress, yep. got it. Um, one weekend, my parents went out of town, and they were very. My mom is very particular about her home. And I'm so sorry. How old are you at this time? Um, I was in my twenties. Twenties, got it. And so you know, that's all you're doing in yeah, your twenties, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I decided I was going to have a party. Bring, brought over all the industry folks. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it, it, it went south real quick. I mean, I remember, um, you know, people peeing in my mom's flower bed. There were a couple people on ecstasy, ripped sure. the shower yeah. curtains off the wall. Um, I used to clean pools uh, back in the day, and I had these chemical buckets, and we were making jungle juice out of these <laughs> pool chemical buckets. Just kidding. Just obliviated. Oh my god! <laughs> and needless to say, my mom came home and oh god. found some things, and she was like, "You need to not come home for a while." Oh, and wow. while she's calling me, we're on the way to Canada to drink because yep. that's what we did in Detroit. Oh, You'd go over yeah, to Windsor yeah, yeah. when you were younger. It's like going to Mexico and California, and so R yeah, yeah, no, and uh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, thanks for sharing your story. Um, I will say, how do you feel now? Um, being sober in the industry, like I was gonna, like there's so many great alternatives right now. Um, I feel and there's incredible. A lot of great events. And yeah. you know, when I first got sober, that was the whole thing is I didn't know any sober people. I yeah. didn't meet how to know how to meet sober people. And in my mind, I'm like, what are you gonna do? You know, when you're sober, it right. seems so lame yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And so that's when I I did reach out to the folks at Eight Row because I didn't know anyone else that was sober. Right. And so I just at this point I feel incredible. I'm not yeah. waking up with hangovers. I'm not making bad decisions. And you know I'm I'm healing the things that are deeper that drove me to drink like what, that. What do you do now for fun? What do I do? I mean I'm a big outdoors girl. So yeah. anything outdoors. Um, and you know at the end of the day I'm pretty introverted homebody. And I. Yeah come to realize like that's okay that's cool it's it's all right i'm, I'm the opposite you know like yep, i have to yep, go out yep. and um i'm doing fine like yep. I, I i i still go out to bars and like i i'll hang out with people that are drinking and and um, i'm probably and you and i share like i love food i yeah, will yeah. go no, I, yeah. I have no problem going out dining by myself and totally. trying new restaurants yep. and i'm good with that and and for me um the whole reason why like i'm like you know if you look, look at my instagram i do eat out a ton yep. like i even though i'm a quote-unquote chef like i rarely cook for myself um my poor 
family, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I do go out and eat a lot. And and the big reason I'm allowed, I can afford that, is because I'm not spending ninety bucks right? a day at Olaf's or like you know it's like insane or, you how know whatever. Money you um, yeah, it's uh, and uh, well, I also quit smoking, so yep. that was another thing. Well, so like, and I don't know. I bet you you agree or you can relate to this. Um, I don't necessarily identify with being an alcoholic. Sure, but I wholeheartedly identify with having addictive tendencies. Sure. So, um, you know, there's been times in my life where I drink a lot and I don't drink very much. And right. so I've seen it applied to all kinds of things. During COVID, it was absolutely drinking. But when I'm drinking, I'm an all-in kind of girl. I want to smoke a pack of cigarettes. Sure, sure, sure. I yeah. want to drink three bottles. I'm not just sipping wine to enjoy it with my food right. kind of person. Yeah, um, I think I think I have the double whammy. Like, my dad is an alcoholic and he had issues. Yeah, mine my, too. my brother is an alcoholic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but on, on the same thing, it's also the addictive personality. If you look around, like, if I buy a toy, like, I, I've kind of fallen off of this. But, like, anything I get into, like, I have to get into really hardcore. Yep. Like, even the podcast stuff. Like, yep. I didn't just go buy a mic and, like, start recording. I'm like, nope, I'm buying all the best shit, you know? Um, so, so it's I have the double whammy, and that's why I'm happy I recognize that stuff. And yeah, and um, but that's so rad. Um, where can we see? Where can, how can we find out about the stuff you do? Well, I mean, you can come into Spinasse and have a great meal, um, or you can join me with the Tasting Collective. It's a fun way to dine out with your community. So, nice. and uh, real quick, are is, are there any kind of like uh, NA cocktails or beers or beverages that you're really enjoying right now? Oh my gosh! Well, I will just say another shout out to Eight Row. They buy far have the best NA program in the city of Seattle. I mean, we're talking about, you know, how people do wine pairings with sure. food. Yeah, yeah. They put just as much, much thought into their NA pairing with the same tasting yeah. menu. So you can go in there and get some amazing cocktails. Same for Camp Social House or yeah. Social Club. I just went there recently. It's it's uh, it's really cool because um, there's so many. Like, I went to um, – Baker's the other day, yeah. and uh, uh, they made a great cocktail with Pathfinder, I believe. Or no, sorry, Wilderton. Yeah. Um, uh, but but yeah, there's Pathfinder, there's Three Spirit, um, and I, I was gonna say like my favorite restaurant in the universe is uh, Le Pujan in Portland. Yeah. And even when I drank, I would get the NA uh, option because yeah. they they do a prefix and, and you get. Fun fun note, not to cut yeah. you off, but Gabriel Rucker, Chef Gabriel, yep. is the head of our Ben's friend in Portland. No shit. Him, okay, cool. him and Gregory Gordette, who obviously Food Net or what is he on? Food Network. Yeah. Um, chef and James Beard nominated, killing it in Portland. So that's oh, right. what I'm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. These the people that are getting sober, chefs that are getting sober, they're not just cooking better food. They are yeah. killing and changing the industry. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't have done could too if I was yep. fucked up, you know. And and that sounds scary, like driving a fucking trailer. Right. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll finish it with this. Um. I totally fan like Gabriel Rucker, chef uh, Gabriel Rucker followed me on Instagram. I fucking fan. I mean, fan, seriously. I, I mean, so hard. you and I would agree, probably hands down the best. Restaurant in Portland. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, same. Thing I've never with. had a better meal, and yeah. it, it, it's it's consistent. Um, some of the restaurants in Seattle that I used to think were like my favorite, like they just kind of fallen off off. Um, but but just uh, me and my girlfriend went there. Uh, you know, a couple months ago, just it home run every time. Fantastic. I mean, same thing with Chef David here at Eight Row. I mean, yeah. he's been nominated for two James Beard, yeah, and he was right, just yeah. he was just nominated as one of Seattle's most influential people. So these yeah. chefs that are getting sober are literally just killing it. And, and what? In, uh, was what what a uh, publication? Uh, ooh, good question. Because I, I want that. I know. I want that. Shit. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, Heather, dude, fucking, uh, it, it's it's wonderful knowing you, and thanks, thanks for like you're leaving forever. It's not, I know. Uh, bye. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming and hanging out and sharing your story. Um, if you do uh feel like you are having a problem with addiction or alcohol or drugs, whatever, um, 
I will we'll post some links or whatever, or feel free to reach out to Heather or me on Instagram. Um, I love hanging out. If you're if you're trying to get sober and you live like anywhere in Seattle, fucking shoot me a message on Instagram. We'll fucking learn how to play poker or, or go do something stupid, go play VR or whatever. Um, there's a ton of people that that want to hang out and not drink. And um, you know, and also if you drink, I, I do want to say that like I still go out to bars. Like I don't feel like you're a piece of shit because you drink. Um, it just it's not for me. It's probably yeah, not for Heather. It's not um, for me. But anyway, that was awesome. Fuck yeah. Also, last thing, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Brady um, Leffler who uh who he came up to seattle he's from la he did a pop-up with me the mars volta pizza pop-up he just started a new podcast called the beverage junkie which he is reviewing uh he's talking about non-alcoholic beverages and all this stuff he used to work for um gt's kombucha now he works for um another kombucha company i, I don't want to fuck it up but uh but uh the 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 show is called the beverage junkie and we'll post about it well anyway thanks for hanging out with us we'll see you next time on the seattle restaurant podcast peace